Alright. Hey everybody, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. This is a thanks for playing. Um, anything is possible slash election edition. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the time of this recording, it is Tuesday, November 3rd, 8.41 p.m. One. PST. Um, as of right now, the election um, has not been called. Uh, and Matt and I are kind of following it along, uh, developing, developing anxiety. I'm sure like most Americans are and, uh, having a good time, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to play video games to get ourselves through it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Weird, weird time to be American. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, so Matt, I do have something and now we're, we're, we're not going to talk explicitly about the election right now. Cause I honestly don't think that we're very qualified, but no. okay. I do have something. That I, I think agree. is gonna is, is gonna be a fun equivalent for us. Okay. Okay. Now, now uh, you know, uh, for those of you watching the election right now, we're we're always looking at a list of states and we're saying, oh yeah, that's going that's going left or that's going right, that's going Biden, that's going Trump, right? However, there is a three party system in the video game world. I'm not sure if you heard about it, Matthew. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> nintendo sony and microsoft the three parties of the video game world okay and each one of these parties might i say is buying up uh states right yeah you does, following along here does it, yeah i'm just thinking like does that make sega like the forgotten like Green they're like or something. yeah they're like delawares <laughs> some weird state like, that doesn't have a lot of electoral Rhode votes. yeah <laughs> which are going blue by the way as of right yeah. now um oh okay so bethesda right goes to microsoft we talked about that on a recent anything is possible right huge nice. deal worth more than than uh star wars going to disney okay I have a number of different game development companies I'm going to throw at you, Matt, and I want you to tell me what party they're going to. Okay? Okay. I want you to call it for them. Okay. Okay. Square Enix, where's it going? Sony. Okay. You know yeah. what? I, I, okay, okay. I, I say, I'll tell you why I say that. When I think of Sony, and this is, I don't even know all of Sony's like offerings, but, or excuse me, Square Enix, but when I think of Square Enix, I think of games like Kingdom Hearts, like one of my favorite series. I think of games like... Uh, the Final Fantasy series, and I think of stuff like Persona, which I'm pretty sure, maybe I'm actually, I think I'm right. I'm pretty sure Persona is a Square Enix title in one format or another. But I think of like all these. <laughs> Someone's going to call you out on that. I, I know. don't know if it is. I know. Uh, yeah, it's published by Square Enix. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so like Square Enix and Atlas. But, Atlas. but what I was saying is, you know, I, I think of all like these kind of like JRPGs going to Sony, and you know, Sony's a Japanese company, and there you go. Okay. The, the I, numbers check out. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. I think that Square Enix is going Nintendo in the next few years. And here's why. Here's why. I think that Nintendo, uh, well, historically speaking, Nintendo used to have a foothold. In fact, the kind of monopoly on the JRPG um, sphere, you know, with uh, classic titles like Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, um, Crystal Chronicles, uh, just, just to name a few. Uh, it wasn't actually until the PlayStation 1 era dawning in with uh, Final Fantasy VII that Square Enix started going more towards the Sony route. Um, so there is a precedent for it going to Nintendo, for one thing. 
Um, I also happen to think that uh, Nintendo is the perfect platform for JRPGs moving forward. I think that more and more people will start kind of uh, flooding towards the Switch platform for RPGs. It's a perfect platform for an RPG, if you think about it. Um, And the PSP, which used to have plenty of JRPG titles on it, uh, is no longer a thing. Um, Because the Switch is... I really liked the PSP, actually. <laughs> well, too bad. You only have a Switch now. I know. Life's <laughs> um, So just to name a few titles that Square Enix has, actually. Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Marvel's Avengers, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy XV, Seven uh, Remake, uh, Kingdom Hearts series, obviously, Tomb Raider, um, and some of their classic titles, Dragon Quest, Chrono Trigger, um, you know, Final Fantasy VI, uh, Final Fantasy 13, oh, pretty much the entire series there, but also um, some stuff I'd like to play for the pod, like Secret of Mana and Secret of Evermore have been on there. And the big disappointment for me, Octopath Traveler is also a Square Enix title, which Wait, was a switch, like switch, which was a switch game. Yeah, I don't know. I heard I thought, that. I thought the game was like really well or supposed to be really, well, really well received. Am I wrong? Or? Uh, it was well received, actually. I'm looking at it right now. It has a nine out of ten on Steam, four point seven out of five on GameStop, eighty three percent on Metacritic. Uh, ain't, honest... enough, ain't enough for old Lucas. No, not enough for me. Um, <laughs> honestly, it was a really disappointing homage to the JRPG genre. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm a huge JRPG guy. Um, I just beat Final Fantasy VI like um, for like the third time a couple of years ago um be final fantasy 7 actually in the same in the same summer uh, I, I i love jrpgs and i really thought octopath traveler was going to scratch that itch but it was more like a bad uh knockoff in my opinion uh and, and the audience can argue with me on that one that's rough have you played uh fire emblem chronicles i have not mm. or fire emblem excuse me three houses is what i meant <laughs> i i knew what you meant yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh okay uh, we're going to call another company here, okay? I'm going to call it out. This is a hot one. This is a hot one. Lay it on me, Pappy. Capcom, where's it going? Ooh, uh, my, my, uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Really? Okay, why? Just a hunch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Honestly, okay. I'm not I'm not really that familiar with any of Capcom's offerings other than like Marvel versus Capcom, so I kind of have nothing else to work off of here. Okay, come on. Street Fighter, Monster Hunter, Devil May Cry, all the Resident Evils, Okami. That's no, it? None of these ringing a bell for you? Dead Rising? No, okay, let me rephrase. I know all of those games. I didn't realize those were all Capcom. Phoenix Wright, baby. Shit, you're right. You're right. I like Phoenix, Capcom right? is going Nintendo, full stop. Actually, just years. based off the of Phoenix, right? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm selling my, uh, my Microsoft option. We're, <laughs> we're going Capcom, or excuse me, going Nintendo. Okay, okay, cool. That, that's my, that's my pick. If I had to pick, if Nintendo's buying a major developer in the next few years, um, for exclusive game rights, I really do think it's going to be Capcom. Uh, yeah, and they have like Mega Man too. Um, yeah, I, dude, come on. Like, I, I, yeah. I, again, like another historical precedent where like plenty of Capcom stuff has been on Nintendo platforms. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil 4 actually famously was exclusively on the GameCube for a short while before it right, the, yeah. uh, got poured over to the PS2. Um, and I believe. Uh, Wasn't that in like the Capcom 5 or something? The right? Capcom 5 or, or the 4? Capcom 4? I think it was Capcom things. 5. 
It was the Capcom 5. One of those Capcom 5 games didn't make it to full production, so it became the Capcom 4, yeah, if I'm not you're mistaken. Right, you're right. um, um, and that was PN03. Uh, off the top of my head, the Capcom 5 is Killer 7, which we did yes. on this podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all I got for it. I got it pulled up right now. Then we got PN03. Which didn't make it. No. Then we got Dead. Actually, no. PN03 did make it. Dead Phoenix did not. That was the one. Yeah. 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 It was canceled in August 2003 after failing to appear at E3. Mm -hmm. Back when E3 meant something. Darren. (laughs) (laughs) Pain. All right. Give me me another studio. Give me another one. Give me another one. Ubisoft. Ooh. Where's that going, dude? That's a hot one. That's that's actually probably a, a strongly contested major video game developer. Uh, huge, huge. I gotta titles. go Microsoft on that. I'm gonna go Microsoft on that one too. Um, and I'm just you know you know why my only logic I picked that over Sony. I feel like Microsoft probably has more capital to work with, so I think they'll just be able to afford it. Well, they did just spend a lot of capital to buy Bethesda. I'm sure they considered Ubisoft in those as well. Yeah, but you don't know like what the payment plan for that kind of thing is, and they got interest rates, brother. Nah, but I mean, just like I think in general, I mean, they're both companies, both parent companies. You know, Microsoft and Sony are doing very well, but I think I just I just feel like with Microsoft, you know, it's I mean, Bill Gates, you know, like what? Yeah, yeah, Bill Gates. Well, <laughs> and, check like, it out with so, everything Microsoft does as a company, just like outside of games, it's just pretty nutty. Ubisoft has Watch Dogs, mm-hmm. Rainbow Six. Have all you played Assassin- any of the Watch Dogs? No, I, heard I really want to play a new one. Actually, yeah, yeah, we should do that for the pod pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but they have the Assassin's Creeds, they have Immortal, they have all the Far Cries, uh, Prince of like Persia, Assassin's Sands Creed. of Time. I forgot about that one. <laughs> Splinter I feel Cell. like uh, Assassin's Creed and shit what was there when you just said Assassin's Creed and. Far Cry, Far Cry, definitely the big ones over there. They just feel like Xbox titles to me. I don't, I'm not yeah. sure why. Um, I mean, I can tell you why I think that because I played them all on Xbox 360. Me too. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's it for a, me. That's about all I got. There you um, go. Yeah, I can agree with that. I don't see, but I mean, like, who's Sony gonna really get then? You know, like. Okay, I'll give you a prediction on Sony. All right, lay it on me. <laughs> this is gonna be a huge one. You ready? Huge. Activision, <laughs> just throwing it out there. I don't, dude. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke. That's a that's a joke. Oh. There's no way that's happening. Oh. Yeah, I don't think anyone could afford Activision because if you're buying Activision, you're buying Blizzard. Actually, that's a, that's an interesting. Uh, that sparks a different conversation. Actually, yeah. Could anyone general like in general? Could anyone afford Activision Blizzard as a singular company? Like either Nintendo, Microsoft, or Sony? Yeah, I mean, like if I mean what the. Uh, Bethesda went for what, like seven billion, six, right? Six, between six or seven billion, I can't remember. Yes, I feel like Activision Blizzard with all their IPs have to be at least like triple that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty insane. Um, okay, so Activision, I think, is probably the biggest major developer that can't be up for grabs at this point, especially since they do have a very large computer install base. Um, you know, especially with like World of Warcraft and Overwatch probably at this point has the highest user base on PC still. Um, and, you know, things like Diablo are still going around. And Hearthstone, of course, is multi-platform. So I'm sure Blizzard, yeah. Activision Blizzard, 
Um, it just has such a large install base uh, outside of the major platforms that they're probably agnostic or pretty safe from everything. Yeah, I, I would think yeah. so. Yeah, man, who knows? It's be interesting to see how that uh, plays out, especially because, I mean, we have the PlayStation 5 releasing on the 12th of this month, and then the Xbox is releasing on the 10th. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And well, for one, how those consoles do individually and seeing kind of who pulls ahead. Yeah. And then, you know, in a few years time, I'm sure we'll see another one of these studios or um, either Microsoft or Sony move to acquire one of these other big studios. So it'll be (laughs) interesting to see. And it's going to, it's going to be like how, how I think I might've mentioned this when we did the cover, the Bethesda, um, acquisition, but it's going to be like how like Netflix and like Amazon Prime or like HBO Go or whatever, how they'll compete to have the best TV shows. <laughs> and then like these will just be competing to have the best game studios. And then eventually these game studios are going to turn into, you know, subscription services, like how they already kind of do with um, Xbox Game Pass and stuff like that. So we're really kind of seeing everything that's moved to that, you know, long-term subscription model when no, where no one actually owns anything. So it's a, uh, kind of interesting you know we're starting we're in the studio war now you know absolutely you know, we, we've had streaming wars and uh like television and stuff and movies where you know there's like coveted uh coveted shows like the office and uh friends that like people are battling over and now we have that happening with studios so yeah um, I, I'm, I love it i'm excited i mean i think it's going to push all the studios to be better because they all want to get bought by sugar daddy gates or <laughs> <laughs> whoever the ceo of or is. or reggie from nintendo they or, just want to meet him yeah and you, you know what you know what i realized about... oh no it's doug bowser is the ceo now nintendo america anyways you know oh that's funny I mean... by the way his last name is bowser <laughs> so bowser. so you know i i love what you said i think it's completely true um you know we are going to be entering a studio war for these major developers that we're all bringing up here uh, i mean i'm just going to list off some developers matt and, and we don't have to call them for individual like you know, uh, where they're going to go, but check this yeah. out. I mean, Rockstar, Naughty Dog, Bioware. We didn't even so talk about games. Sega. We haven't yeah. even talked about Bandai Namco, which developed Smash Brothers, Frictional Games, Epic Games, Obsidian. I mean, there are so many big developers out there that are worth so much in pure content. Um, each one of these games that they develop makes a lot of money. Oh yeah. Um, like, I mean, dude, Rockstar Games? Are you kidding me? Like, that's Grand Theft Auto Five, right? So what they've created, Grand Theft Auto Five, Red Dead Redemption Two. That game 2, is still like one of the number one PC games. This game came out in 2013, Insane. and, and it's it going to be on the next gen console. It's going to be on the next gen. It's spanning three console generations. It's going from <laughs> so, Xbox 360 to Xbox, or that excuse me, Gen Three to Gen Four to Gen Five, rather. I, and I'm going to make a bold Howdy. statement and say that's probably worth more than Friends. Just oh it it probably is and yeah and like, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i have no numbers to back that up but i just want to throw that out there it's it's extremely valuable um and i mean like we're talking about activision blizzard i mean world of warcraft is a gold mine too all these game companies are worth so much money that they're gonna get acquired in order to you know serve the bottom line of the companies that will acquire them which are the big three nintendo sony and microsoft um, and it's just going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I, for one, am very excited to see this war play out. Um, it's not going to be a console war anymore. It's really going to be like a platform studio war. Um, and yeah, these platform, th- these studios are really just going to be stepping it up in terms of content. Um, I think, 
uh, everyone's going to find new and interesting ways to uh, innovate and, and, and develop into their own little niches where Rockstar is going to become basically a Grand Theft Auto machine. Activision Blizzard is going to be like an MMO machine with some ancillary things going on. And Ubisoft is going to be kind of that like open world, uh, like kind of semi-linear game, adventure game machine, right? With things like Assassin's Creed and um, Tom Clancy and, and, and all that good stuff. So, and Watch Dogs too. Um, each one of these studios is kind of developing its own cool little niche that they're going to get better at yeah. over time. Yeah. Yeah. Like Capcom, I mean, Street Fighter, like they, they have a, spe- like who else is making a fighting game <laughs> besides Capcom <laughs> <laughs> and Bandai Namco, which makes uh, hey, Smash Bros. Right. Tencent. Oh. Oh. Who's, who's buying Tencent? <laughs> who's, who's buying League of Legends? I don't know, bro. <laughs> that would be expensive. That'd be very, very expensive. Um, yo, I wanna, I wanna run something by you that I was actually really stoked to see. Um, something that I thought was really cool. So, um, I, I personally, and I think probably you as well, and a lot of people in general, general are probably kind of hypercritical of you know influencers, and I just happen to be you know very in, engaged in like the streaming community. So I'm always watching these streamers, and whenever I see like a top streamer whether it's like a Dr. Disrespect or like a Tim the Tatman get a, you know, a hundred dollar donation. I just can't help but think to myself, like, Nandiska? <laughs> like, like, why? Because like, you know, it's like all these rich ass people just keep getting these donations. It's like, I, I can appreciate you wanting to show up on their stream and wanting to be involved or whatever. But like, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's a little ridiculous. It's like, why are we giving these people that already have a shit ton of money? More um, money. Yeah, or it's one thing to donate, like maybe a dollar or two, but like $100, $200 donations. And then it gets even worse where, you know, you have female streamers. And I'm not even saying it's their fault, but like where you have simps that'll donate hundreds of <laughs> thousands of dollars. Um, and that's kind of interesting too, because it's like, you know, the viewers get like these parasocial relationships with these streamers. Um, and that's not necessarily the streamer's fault. They're just doing their job, right? Like they can't. At the end of the day, they can't control it. So I think a lot of it comes down to intent, whether they're like a, being ethical or not ethical. That aside, though, my point is, Pokimane recently announced that she partnered with Streamlabs, I believe it was. I apologize if I'm giving that incorrectly. I'm pretty sure it's Streamlabs or whatever she uses for her donations. But she's capping donations at $5. And I love it. <laughs> I got I got nothing else if I'd love it, but especially because I feel like Pokimane, she's being one of the biggest female streamers. I think she might have been over. I think she is the recently. I think she's like the biggest one or the, either the biggest or the second biggest female streamer. Um, and in general, one of the biggest streamers. I mean, let's just say that overall, right? Um, I think she gets a lot of shit, and I've been highly critical critical her in the past too just personally just kind of like seeing some of her i guess like actions and community and stuff maybe how she reacts to certain things but like this is dope and i feel like you can't give it there's like no way to give her shit for this because she's basically like cutting her simps off from their high of donating you know um, yeah and you know they, they could they could find other ways to donate you know like they could gift a hundred thousand subs or whatever some shit like that but i i appreciate the sentiment of this i think it's really dope on her end and I really hope we see other larger streamers and honestly, by extension, larger influencers um, kind of basically stop taking a free shit when you're already getting so much money and you really don't need it. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, hey, what do you I, think? yeah. My thoughts, I guess. Um, and I, again, it's coming from someone that's pays uh, attention to the streaming community on sort of an ancillary level. 
Um, Matt, obviously, I know that you're like huge into streaming. Um, we have plenty of friends that are, um, you know, more, more into streaming than I am. Um, but I do recognize some of the pitfalls of streaming and a lot of the benefits as well. Um, and it's it's kind of a weird a weird time, right? Where um, we we do have people that nightly are getting viewership that's equivalent to stadiums. You know, we're getting tens of thousands of people watching these streamers every night. Yeah, dude. Like, I just uh, pulled up my Twitch right now to take a peek. Like, Ludwig is at, like, 38.2. That's insane. That Sky Kuna is at 32.5. Imagine, a, like, a, a football stadium. stadium. That's a stadium just full sitting of people. Here that's, a, that's a stadium <laughs> full of people games. watching Dang. Ludwig play a video game. Uh, Scar is at 5.3. Mango is at 1.3. And, 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 like, whereas in a football stadium, you have the value being divided up amongst, like, a whole team, you know, a whole, like, operation staff, uh, people working concessions. This is all going to one person. Yeah. Right. And and again, like th things are changing in this direction where uh, one singular personality is becoming the main commodity for anything. You know, um, there's the emergence of Twitch. There's the emergence of premium content stuff like OnlyFans. Right. It's out there. Um, people are buying individual content made by made by individual content creators. Um, and, you know, there's I guess capping the cost of something is a cool idea. I, I mean, I, I guess if I had to be short with it, like I'm behind Pokimane's decision to cap it at $5. And like you said, there's still other ways to donate more money, but it doesn't lead to these gigantic, like, you know, $100, $1,000 donations. Like, yeah, I you're not going to have Sip Lord 69 uh, spending his, his yeah. paycheck and his grandma's inheritance on it's, Pokimane. Which is I, guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's trying to fix the problem of the audience mentality. Right, which is um, an unhealthy mentality of like overspending. It's kind of like, um, man, this actually brings up another point. Like, let's take loot boxes for instance. Like, they say that the loot box model is really toxic because it feeds into like the top one, the top one percent, one percent of spenders on loot boxes make up for the other ninety nine percent because they spend oh, tens of thousands of dollars on loot boxes. Yeah, yeah. And because because those people have genuine gambling addictions yeah. and are, you know, like and it's it's a real problem. Right. Because we're feeding into the audience unhealthy mentality of like spending an excess amount of money while the other people don't. Uh, and a streamer, I guess you might say that they have like a very similar kind of mindset with their audiences where the audience is going like, oh, I'm just going to donate ten thousand dollars to Pokimane. Uh, it's going to put me in a hole. It's not healthy for me. It obviously doesn't do anything for me. But well, they're getting notice a high, me. you know. It's like yeah. notice me send. <laughs> notice me send. Yeah, it is. It's, and, and that's not. I, I guess is is Pokimane's logic that she is trying to like kind of address that that toxic mentality well, I, that her she viewers came have. out like critically the other week of kind of like what I was open with was like how silly and kind of ridiculous it is that you know these influencers, whether not even just streamers, but like these big influencers will you know, go somewhere and get like, you know, they'll, they'll get free food for just being who they are. Like a celebrity will get like free shit for being who they are, where it's like, why are you giving a free, a celebrity free shit or a big streamer free shit? Like I can appreciate it, you know, wanting to support them, but like they can like say, Hey, you know, maybe support me back and you know, buy this $5 ice cream instead of asking for it for free <laughs> little things like that. And she was just being super critical of that. And I think that's kind of where this stemmed from. Um, I like it. Yeah. I have a, I have a cool equivalent that I think you're going to dig here. Okay. okay. Being an influencer mm -hmm. 
doesn't matter if you're not playing the game. Let's say I go up to somebody that's never played Valorant before. Yeah. And I'm using Valorant as an example because we we just played. Let's say I go up to somebody that's never played Valorant before and I say, oh yeah, I'm Grandmaster. That doesn't mean anything to anybody, right? If I go up to somebody that's never been on Instagram and I say, yeah, dude, I got 150,000 followers. Like, give me some free shit. <laughs> they're gonna go like no but yeah i think i don't know who you that was the like they'll go into like stores or like restaurants like smaller businesses and say oh if you you know give me this free meal i'll post on like instagram or something like that. right but that's that's still and I, again i'm really critical of of social media and influencers in general just so the audience knows i mean that is one person assigning value to something that the other person's also assigning value to and going like hey like i find value in social media and so do you therefore i find your 50,000 follower count valuable therefore i'm going to give you something free even though it it doesn't necessarily equate to something of value not necessarily i suppose like yeah keep keep going king <laughs> <laughs> uh i i guess like it's it's a game that it's a it's a score system that we all play along with right uh where we're we're counting likes and follows as means of value that it's really just a road to value. Cause like, if you're a business, if you're an individual trying to make money, the bottom line is making money, right? It's not like having a, a relationship with somebody that might get you money later. Like that's an influencer when it's possible that it just won't lead anywhere, but we, it's something that we play into. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man, it's weird. I mean, that I mean, <laughs> that whole that whole culture is weird. I mean, hey, you know, we're only, you know, our, our Instagram account recently hit 32 million. We're almost 33, so like, <laughs> we get it. You know, we <laughs> we get it. Um, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't be talking so much crap on social media. It's just my personal axe to grind. So everyone, everyone. No, I, it's it's weird in general, honestly. And but point is, I think this is Pokemon, you know, doing her part to kind of help remedy it a little bit and remedy the the um, simps the simps and yeah i appreciate it like it's cool um one other thing i don't know i i spend a fair lot of time on uh on youtube you know yeah yeah i, I like i like that site <laughs> and every time i open my mobile app every time without fail for the past week I don't know why. I don't support him at all. Actually, I guess maybe that is why. But every fucking time, the top promoted ad yeah, right now is you won't believe who Trump is protecting. Like, I'm getting Trump clickbait promoted to me, <laughs> trying to help promote or push him. I guess, like, I guess he's trying to target the Zoomers now, you know, the Zoomies. There are uh, as his I, last as his last ditch effort for no no there are a lot of Zoomers that really like Trump. I know that it's weird, really, but there are weird. yeah and and. I, I'm really not quite sure where that comes from. I'm not quite sure if anything makes sense these days as far as our politics. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's that's... just been bizarre. Like, it's literally like, it's like, it's straight up YouTuber clickbait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I've seen it. You <laughs> sent like, me a screenshot. Is, like, why is this on my timeline? <laughs> it's like emojis on like over a picture, an official. It's like emojis like, over a bright background with Trump Trump's face on it. It's insane, man. Yeah. It's 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 bizarre <laughs> stuff is stuff is so weird these days you know like so yeah. I'm, I'm this is just a few hours ago i'm watching the election decision 2020 uh with the family and uh my dad came and we made some uh election night cocktails and uh we're just watching the news you know and it, it's just so interesting how like i i think no matter what side you are you are on 
um, you know, obviously everybody's fired up. Um, people are very like, um, very passionate these days um, about mm -hmm. politics. And I think that's cool to see, right? Just for one thing, but it's just interesting that we're passionate about politics, but we're not really, it's not really from a policy standpoint. It's more of like a cultural standpoint. <laughs> it's an identity standpoint. It, it's too. an identity <laughs> standpoint. Yeah. Cause I think people are more going for like what they identify with rather than real policy. Um, if you know, like, if you look back on the three debates or the two debates that happened, it's not like there was really a lot of touch on policy. And when there was an attempt to touch on real policy, it just turned into like, it just turned into like, oh, Proud Boys. Oh, like the 1994 crime bill. It just turned into like, just, it devolved into like, you're this person. So your voters are that person and you're, you represent these people and X, yeah. Y, and Z, you know, and it's just. Eh, it's 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 devolved it's hard to follow and it's a little disappointing in, in lucas's opinion yeah no i agree honestly it's okay. yeah and like I, I think that's evidence too by like every now and then you'll see like a, a, a youtube channel or even like a a news outlet do a thing where they'll go and or like a, a, a night show or late night show like um letterman or not letterman he's not really doing that anymore he's doing my yeah i know what you're saying um, the other guys and you'll see them like go out to the public and then they'll be like oh do you support you know trump's decision to like give free college to everyone they'll just say well if trump's doing it then yeah <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like trump would never do that like yeah. you know something as uh, so it, it's just like people will just blindly follow which uh, yeah yeah there, it, it's identity. it's insane yeah nothing nothing has to do with po real policy anymore it's, yeah. it's pretty insane um but hey uh record shattering voter turnout that's a positive yeah. no matter it's what what side of the, of the of the political spectrum you're on yes um so that's pretty cool uh we'll see really how things shake out as of right now 9 11 p.m pst november 3rd um there is no clear winner um mm. and the house and the senate are pretty even right now same thing with the governor's and uh, we'll see how things shake out, man. Yeah, we do. We do have Biden leading the pools right now to polls 213 to 118. But yeah, that's a lot that. of that's still projected yeah. stuff. Man, <laughs> this is going to be like for the people listening to this, this is coming out on Thursday. So yeah. <laughs> this is, is going to be like, oh, man, these guys, <laughs> they, <laughs> they didn't, didn't know. They didn't know what was going to happen, bro. <laughs> oh, man. my God, dude. Ugh, yeah, I just. Ugh. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. Yeah, I just, I'm not into any of it anymore. It's just stressful. <laughs> yeah. I but, know. Um, you know, enough of that. One thing I want to, last thing I want to say is uh, I went to Zion like a week and a half ago, two weeks, and it was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was in uh, Outer, Outer Wilds. Oh, nice, dude. Did yeah. you really? Some of the parts I did. Yeah. Especially like um, a lot of like the colors, you really reminded me of kind of um, the the amber twin. Yeah, oh, dude, I I miss Outer Wilds. I I feel like that was probably my most like emotionally attached game that we've played so far for the really? pod. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel I like mine I had a really uh, good time playing it. I think mine, surprisingly, was Doki Doki. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. That was a pretty special one for sure. But um, I just felt so attached to the characters. I'm like, I don't want to see you suffering. Like, this sucks. <laughs> I think that might say more about me and my um, my parasocial relationships. Yeah. Dang. Hey, full, full circle. Look. You use the word parasocial twice in one podcast episode. I, I love it. Damn. That's that's, that's going to ratings are going to be through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, that's cool, though. Zion. Um, I've, I've never been. Um, I've wanted to go for many years. I even lived in 
uh, Nevada for a little while and I still didn't make it there. Um, I was, ha- I was Utah. closer there. Yeah. No, no. I'm saying I was closer there than I it am is. now. It's only like four hours from it. Yeah. Yeah. So I did miss a few opportunities while I was living in Las Vegas, but um, I will make it out there. I promise. Yeah, man. It's phenomenal. If anyone Angel, is going to be landing? out there. Yeah. 10 out of 10 angels landing. Uh, I've been there a few times. I've done angels landing before. So I, I knew that beauty, but I did uh, the narrows hike for the first time, which you're literally just hiking through like a narrow passageway with like huge cliffs on each side of you through a river. It's insane. That sounds like, awesome. It's, it's narrow. It's very narrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a good time though, but yeah. cool, man. Anything else you want to touch base on? Um, I don't have anything, but one last uh, thing. Actually. You know what I want to do actually do your, do your thing and then I'll do my thing. Okay. Okay. No, let's just go to your thing. I was just going to ask you where Zynga's going to go. <laughs> what do they even have? <laughs> Zynga. Zynga. <laughs> Zynga's like Farmville and shit. Like, those oh, other, like, okay, okay. Yeah, where are they going, bro? Are they getting bought Yo, by Nintendo? <laughs> Zynga's publicly traded, bro. Zynga's not really worth as much as the other game. Well, I'm actually surprised. Tomorrow morning. I'm, I'm actually surprised. <laughs> Zynga, um, as far as their stock price, it's not quite worth anywhere. It's not really worth anywhere near as much as like Nintendo. Oh, Sony, they Microsoft do like Zynga poker and stuff. Yeah, yeah the words with friends, Farmville, Farmville Two, oh. uh, <laughs> Zynga poker. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. So they, who does they... uh, Clash of Clans? Ooh, that's a good question. My roommates play the shit out of that. Super How much so. money have they spent on Clash of Clans, though? I'm not sure if they actually spend that much, but I know there's a lot of people that are. I'm pretty sure there's an actual like esports scene for Clash of Clans too. That oh, is so it's sad. owned by Tencent. That is interesting. <laughs> Full circle. There it is. <laughs> Damn. Okay, go on with your thing. What do you What do you want to say? Yeah, man. I I uh, I just wanted to say, hey, if you haven't already, listeners. Uh, do do your old buddy Matt and Lucas, your old buddies Matt and Lucas, is solid, and go on to Apple Podcast if you have an iPhone, um, and go on to the podcast homepage and leave a rating. Uh, we're really trying to grow this uh, grow this podcast so you know we can talk to more phenomenal people such as you, and create a positive discourse among all this uh, this crazy noise out there in the world right now. So if you haven't already, do us a solid, go leave a rating, and have a chance to be featured on one of our episodes. Today, we will be featuring Landy Ann. Uh, Landy Ann left a five-star rating and says, Matt and Lucas sound like they have a great time making these episodes, which makes this a really fun listen. Even if you haven't played the game they're talking about, would... I would no doubt recommend to both. Uh, this is not a not not not. We're missing some complete sentences here. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna fill in the blanks here. Um, even if you haven't played the game they're talking about, I would no doubt recommend this podcast to both casual or big time game lovers. Wow, 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 wow. And hey, we're hitting on culture now too, kind of here and there. You know, that could that could be fun. You know, trying to try to broaden the horizons a bit. Yeah. 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 Love it. No, I, I, um, yeah, I, I'm a big advocate for what Matt is saying. Everybody that's listening, go ahead and leave us a review. We'd love it. You get featured just like that review did. And, um, you know, you'll hear from us more. Absolutely. All right, everybody. I think that is all we got today. Um, 
if you had so much fun today and you want to you know maybe continue the continue the discourse maybe slide into our dms <laughs> you can email us at thanks for playing pod at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at tfps can you excuse me wow 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 at tfp podcasts that's tfp podcasts with an s at the end and if you want to hang out with me rock matt <laughs> matt the you rock can, matt the rock you can follow me on twitter at good idea matthew and on twitch where i will occasionally stream at twitch.tv slash good idea matt right uh you could follow me and and i'm just circling back to my whole criticism of social media again i'm not really <laughs> on it too much but you can follow me and shoot me a dm on instagram at good idea lucas um also same on twitter at good idea lucas um yeah shoot me a dm we'll see if i respond i'm not really on there too much i'm usually trying to do healthier things with my life hey, like record a podcast like <laughs> <laughs> like record a podcast episode, which I think is a lot more productive than yeah. spending time on uh, the endless news feed that gets thrown into our brains. I have to agree. Yeah. Cool, everybody. Alrighty. Well, um, good luck out there in the new world order of the 2020 new election. Uh, uh, by the time by the time this well, drops, it'll be completely different. Watch Thursdays. This episode is going to drop on Thursday. It's just going to be like Illuminati has now announced the takeover. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the new world order is among us. I'm still waiting. Sugar Daddy Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the aliens to come through because uh, they're saying that that's going to happen soon for 2020. That's, that's going to be New Year's Eve. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> sick, dude. That'd I'm kind of into it, honestly. Yeah, that's man, whatever whatever keeps the flame going. Right? <laughs> whatever keeps, let's keep the party going. <laughs> all right, everybody, that's all we got today. Thanks for hanging out. And as always, skip it a bop.